Hi, and welcome to episode 76 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. Kate, we're back from break. It's ah, so fun and exciting. No, I would yeah. say I missed you, but we talked every day anyway. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia, and I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. I've got three kiddos. They are five, seven, and nine. And then two dogs. And how many chickens now? Kate, it's been a little sad on the chicken front. We have... <gasps> We went from four chickens to two chickens because we had a rooster and then we had one get six. And I only had two. However, uh, we've got six little chicks. So so a lot. We'll just say a lot. So we're coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a thing. It's a thing. You got a lot going on. And so uh-huh. our, our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And before we get going today, we wanted to mention again that we're trying out ads on the podcast. You may have heard one or two at the beginning, and we're also going to add one in right before the smorgasbord, just a quick small one. And we're doing ads to, you know, keep the service on, make the podcast as best it can be heading into uh, year two here. So Uh let us know what you think. On to the show. Kate, how does it work? Okay. So here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed. From popular food blogs, internet chefs, anywhere I can find a recipe on the World Wide Web. And we have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord on our website at dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter. If you'd like to preview it, you know, you're into maybe some extra things that I kind of throw in that newsletter every week. You can sign up for the newsletter by either going to our website or, or you can go to our Facebook page. There's a button there. All right, so this week's recipes were Savory Peach Chicken by Allie Krieger on the Food Network, Buttered Tomatoes with Ginger by Bon Appetit, and Sweet Corn Pancakes with Bacon from Just a Taste. So as you said, Betsy, we are back with a new episode this week, right in time, I think, for Mm -hmm. the bounty, I like that word, of Mm -hmm. August fruits and veggies, like things you go to the farmer's market and it's exactly that like promotional poster that you expect farmer's markets to be, right? There's just tomatoes everywhere and corn and all that stuff. Yeah. And I liked this episode theme and it just kind of makes you stretch out those last beautiful month of summer, you know, summertime here. And we don't want to rush too fast, too quickly into fall. So yeah, I liked this. Uh, Kick us off here. What do we have first? First up, we have a recipe from healthy cooking author Ellie Krieger. It's her savory peach chicken. Yeah, I don't always find myself with a surplus of peaches, even though I live in here in Georgia, the peach state. Huh. Uh, occasionally, I have on occasion kind of picked up um, just like huge things of surpluses, mm-hmm. you know, surplus of peaches at the um, farmer's market if they have kind of those seconds and things like that. Um but I was also just excited to try this out as a just an out-of-the-box recipe for chicken this time of year, something a little different. It really is. And this recipe, I think, is also a great weeknight option mm-hmm. So because it comes together so quickly. So the first thing you do is you brown four chicken breasts in a saute pan in just some neutral oil. That's it. Pull them out. And then you add to the pan chopped ginger and garlic and then uh, soy sauce, orange juice, rice wine vinegar. And mix that all up 
you add the sliced peaches. I think she calls for four sliced peaches. And you cook that until the sauce is just reduced a little bit. Add the chicken breast back in and cook until the chicken is done and the peaches are nice and tender. And that's it. <laughs> so yeah. it's this kind of sweet, savory chicken recipe that you can get on the table in about 30, 35 minutes. So, Betsy, how did you like this? So I thought this was really pretty good. And it reminded me a little bit of the orange beef stir fry we made from Pinch of Yum oh, earlier this year. Right. Similar we'll ingredients. Have to, mm-hmm, we'll have to link to that. And I thought this, the flavors here were just a little bit more sophisticated feeling without adding much work. Mm-hmm. Um I thought the the sweet and savory balance was a little bit better in this recipe, and I liked it. Uh, I'll say my kids didn't love the peach texture. Um, They all complained about it as they were eating it. One of those kind of like, (laughs) these peaches taste weird, but then they all ate them. So, uh, you know, we can't (laughs) give too much credence to that. Uh, I did slice the chicken breast up and served it with rice. So I took the chicken breasts out of the sauce, sliced them up. And then served it like scoop of rice, scoop of peaches, chicken breasts on top kind of for my family. Which is exactly what I did, to be honest. Yeah. For James and I, and it's sometimes easier for me if I'm going to – if I know that there will be leftovers the next day, which there were, to like just slice everything up then. Mm -hmm. Then when you're getting lunches the next day, you are not pulling out a cold chicken breast, slicing it up because I never have like – you know, nice knives at work. Maybe I should, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just sliced it all up. We each took a little bit and and did it with rice. And the sauce was delicious. Yeah. Honestly, though, like, truth be told, I think I had an issue with ingredients, Betsy. Oh, because really? Because my chicken breast was super tough. Mm. Like, weirdly tough. Mm. And I was like, that's so strange. And so then I looked it up, and there is actually something called woody chicken breast. Oh. And like 10% of chicken breasts. Oh, my gosh. Can be this way. And I was like, I can't believe I got a woody chicken breast. Well, the there's, a, there's a cooking term we haven't heard in 75 episodes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, got to save this nugget for the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, it just happens because, um, frankly, you know, when you breed chickens to grow their breasts really, really quickly, sometimes things go awry and you can get uh-huh. this like really super tough breast. So that wasn't super delicious because I thought, man, I really didn't. I was taking the temperature of the chicken breast. It, mm-hmm. I didn't overcook it. It was odd. And then on top of everything, I the, my peaches weren't super great from the store. Ooh, okay. You know, it was like time to cook them. They weren't super ripe. I'm not sure how good they were. And I just felt like the between the, <laughs> the peaches that weren't awesome and mm-hmm. the and the chicken breast, I was like, oh, the sauce oh, really? is good. Okay. Yeah. So it was a little underwhelmed. Huh. I mean, for now, I give it a three of five stars, but I think I should try making this again. I think it might be unfair to even rate it. Because I yeah. liked the sauce flavor. I like the I was like, oh, I can taste how this might be good, but the woody chicken breast really like Three for a loop, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll say my chicken, I followed this pretty closely because mm-hmm. it wasn't a complicated recipe and I actually had all the appropriate ingredients and was what in a, a good... What a turnabout this one is. Oh, man. <laughs> I was in a good mood while I made this too. Yeah. Uh, so I'm giving it a four out of five, high oh. four out of five. I liked it. My chicken was pretty, you know, tender. I didn't have non-woody. any issues. <laughs> yeah, non-woody. And my yes. uh, peaches were pretty flavorful and I thought it was, was good. So... I'm going to have to make this again. Yeah, maybe try it again. Yeah, it was good enough to do that. So I think I will. All right. Well, what's next, Kate? What do we have? All right. Up next, we have Buttered Tomatoes with Ginger by Bon Appetit. 
you know, I am a sucker for a nice title. And there's mm-hmm. just something delightful about buttered tomatoes. You're like, oh, well, that sounds mm-hmm. delicious. So <laughs> I threw that on the podcast, right? And, and honestly, also, this time of year is all about tomatoes. And I was looking for a recipe that took us someplace a little different than just basil and olive oil. Yeah. You know, yeah. why not ginger and butter? So here we go. This recipe could not be simpler, and which is so nice in the summer when you don't really want to cook a big, big meal kind of situation, mm-hmm. but you don't want to have your 30th salad. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're just like, I just I need something warm. So this goes really quickly. You melt half a stick of butter in a saute pan, and then you add ginger and scallions chopped up nicely. You cook that until it's fragrant, and the scallions are just a little bit soft. And then you add in a pound and a half of these just big tomato chunks from nice, juicy tomatoes. You toss that all in the butter until the, the tomatoes are just warmed through. And then you add some soy sauce. And toss it one more time and serve it with whatever you like. And Betsy, I have to admit, I thought this sounded delicious. I was a little nervous about how this would go with everybody. So how did everyone like it? All right. So I made this one again with some rice. And then oh. I found a recipe for um, these kind of like Asian meatballs. I don't know. How, they had some Chinese mm-hmm. five spice in them because I had some just uh, some ground pork in the freezer. So oh, I thought nice. I cannot just serve buttered ginger, tomatoes, butter, ginger <laughs> tomatoes with rice for dinner. This would not go over well. Yeah. Uh, you're in, <laughs> you're <laughs> intuition there was just spot on <laughs> and but the combination of the rice and the meatballs and the uh, tomatoes really good i mean nice. i'll see my kids didn't eat, eat the tomatoes at all i mean they were no. just like nope um, <laughs> but ryan and i really both like these and i was surprised because i didn't know what mm. he would think of this situation yeah uh he did say if it was just the tomatoes and rice he probably would have complained a lot. Um, <laughs> I like, but the, but fair the, enough. Yeah, but the tomatoes were his favorite part of the meal also. So, you know, I think it was just like, we just had to have a little something extra with this. I get that. And actually the recipe itself calls it, calls itself a condiment as opposed to... Oh, interesting. To, okay. But, but it then talks yeah. about like how to make it into dinner. And so I thought, well... Why not? Because some of the serving suggestions were were the rice, like you did, and I did that mm-hmm. too. They mm-hmm. also had like a big, thick slice of toast. Oh, delicious! So imagine yeah. like right these buttery tomatoes with ginger on a nice, thick slice of toast, and you eat it kind of as an open face sandwich mm-hmm. or um, tossed in pasta. I think this would be great in like whole wheat pasta. Oh yeah, if you mm-hmm. kind of picture that, like just a vegetarian dish. So mm-hmm. I think if you kind of, um, I don't, I agree. You can't just have like don't just make yourself a dish of buttered tomato. I mean, maybe you can. I'm not gonna stop you. I always like to think I'm the kind of person who's just like, I'm just going to have some buttered tomatoes and ginger for dinner. <laughs> oh, my just God. Like a nice glass of wine and maybe you know, a little a side salad. meal. And then, <laughs> I mean, cheese. And then when you're like, like angry a half an hour later because <laughs> yes. you didn't eat enough food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> That's not good. No, yeah. no one needs that. I did the same thing. I made this grilled chicken breast that mm-hmm. I had marinated in some soy sauce and um, a little of Korean Korean um, hot chili pa- flakes and some brown sugar. Grilled mm-hmm. those up, served them with the the buttered tomatoes. James was like, this is so great. And so I love this. I think I'm going to make this. I've got tomatoes on my counter right now that I think yeah. I'm going to make like a half recipe of this just for, for some toast because I made some bread actually the other day. Mm. So um, this is... This is like a high four out of five for me. 
Yeah, me too. I really liked these. I was surprised. I was very, very skeptical of this, and it worked out really well. Awesome. All right. So the last recipe for today is sweet corn pancakes with bacon from Just a Taste. For those of you keeping track, we've got peaches, we've got tomatoes, and then the last of the superstars of the farmer's market, which is just sweet corn, right? Everyone's always looking for it. Um, I was at the farmer's market last weekend. There's a lot of discussion amongst people about the sweet corn situation. Mm. You know, it's one of those things. You know, I could eat a couple of years of corn just like boiled up. So good. But then you want to do stuff with it. And James, honestly, is a huge fan of sweet corn. So I wanted to find a recipe for that as well. Oh, fun. Uh, And also, you and I grew up on corn fritters, right? Just like corn and some batter that's deep fried. Delicious. In the fry daddy. In the fry daddy. Mm -hmm. So good. A little grape jelly. Yeah. Mm, Memories. Memories. So I wanted to, like, I was thinking about all those things, and then I came across this recipe. It is a pancake recipe. And, but they do have a few steps. So I think, you know, if you think of pancakes as being easy, this one takes a little bit more time. But Mm -hmm. I think it's worth it. So what you do is you chop up and then you brown a couple slices of thick bacon. And you soften up some chopped scallions in there. And then You add that bacon and the scallions that have been sautéed into your pancake mix, which is um, just the fresh corn, flour, cornmeal, buttermilk, and an egg. You mix that all up and you drop big scoops onto a well-greased pan. And then you make pancakes. Cook one side until you see bubbles and a dry edge, and then you flip. This recipe suggests that you serve them with syrup which wasn't exactly where I wanted to go with these. These were really savory. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose to do the side salad. So Betsy, I'll, I'm just curious, how did these go over with your crew? All right. So I would agree. These really kind of tasted like corn fritters. They were giving me corn fritter memories, um, which I loved. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was, I'll tell you, everyone really loved these, but the kids really, really complained about them first. I just, oh. that was like the theme of the week. Everyone oh. was really just like a, just little a little cranky, a little cranky. I think it might have been like back to school in the end of the day. Mm. And then here we are with our experimental dinners again. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, but Maida loves to make, Maida's my seven-year-old and she loves to flip the pancakes. So uh, oh, that's nice. she was really, she loved the fact that these were pancakes. I agree with you that pancakes are actually not – they seem like a simple, easy weeknight dinner thing. But you've got your different bowls going and then you have to fry each one. You know, Mm. you're up Mm -hmm. there frying a lot. So I think it's like a deceiving thing where you think it's going to be much easier than it actually is in reality. Um, However, also, they were just delicious and we sort of had them as they came off. We kind of just said, okay, let's flip them and just kind of eat them. We had them – with butter and honey, which was Maida's oh. idea. And the honey and the corn kind of was like honey cornbread situation. Ooh, I like you know that I mean? idea. That sounds delicious. Yeah. So that was really good. Uh, I also made a kale salad with this mm. because I thought we just needed something else. And then we had a little like some fried eggs because we we're making pancakes. So, nice. you know, over overall, we really liked these. I will say for the second time, Ryan was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, later in the evening, he was like, well, now I'm hungry again because we only had pancakes for dinner. And I'm like, oh, 
And kale salad and eggs, dude. I don't. I'm like, did we only really? I think this is kind of in your head. But he's like, I don't know. Every time you have pancakes for dinner, I just get hungry again and I can't handle it. And it's, you know, oh, uh, a thing. So um, anyways, I don't know if I can make – I don't know if I'd make them again for dinner because Ryan feels like he's going to starve then. Uh, but i definitely make them again for a weekend brunch. I agree. I think these are great week- weekend brunch mm-hmm. things or if you're going to make breakfast for dinner. And yeah. you like really go out and you do do the salad and maybe the person that you're serving them to doesn't get some sort of pancake snacking attacks. Um, I thought they were super delicious. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised at how good they were. Yeah. Um, the corn gets really sweet because it kind of cooks up and that scallion and bacon is so good. James said finding the bacon in the pancake was like a special surprise. Like he was really. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So one thing my yeah. family wanted to say, too, is that you could easily double the amount of bacon in there and no mm. one would be sad. I mean, you can easily double the amount of bacon in nearly anything. Yeah, and no it's one so true. It's so true. They were like, I feel like these could be more bacony. Um, <laughs> just like, what do you just want? Strips of bacon? <laughs> um, you know, these froze really well. And uh-huh. um, so I've been kind of like reheating them in the toaster, which has been delicious. Oh, nice. Um, we only had one pancake left because we were kind of like, I think both of us were snacking on them a bit. And I was so, going to say, these made a lot of pancakes, Kate. It made a lot of pancakes. So I froze half and then we we had like only one left in the fridge. This like okay. kind of fed us for a couple couple meals. Yeah. And then there's just one pancake left. No one's eating it. And I did the egg thing on top, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Yeah. So I thought these were fantastic. I actually give this a five out of five because I love them so much. So good. Um and one thing to note, she does say you can use frozen corn for this recipe, which might be dangerous for me, but I'm going to call this one of those things you only make with sweet corn, but it's a personal rule. You could totally do it with frozen corn. I think you'd be fine. Yeah. Fine. Well, okay. What would you rate this? I'm, I'm giving this a four out of five. I also okay. did like this recipe. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So what are favorites? What were our favorites this week, Betsy? So mine, I'm going with the tomatoes. Mm. I liked that. I'm going to make it again. We were kind of surprised. Yeah. And I'm going to use them now that you say like a condiment. um, That gives me some, you know, gives me some ideas. I like that. Some options. I mean, I just said what my favorite was, which was the pancakes. They -hmm. were just so good. I just loved them. Yeah. Fun. If any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and a grocery list at dinnersisters.com. We've got a revamped website. It's pretty awesome. You should go check it out. We also have links to any of the recipes we mentioned, any tips or techniques we discussed, and, you know, get in there. See what we've got going on. If you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. And believe it or not, you can also find us on Instagram at the same tag and uh we'll be back with the smorgasbord after the break all right kate what do we have the smorgasbord this week since we've been on break for the past couple weeks which has been delightful i think you and i have just been painting our nails and eating bonbons Mm -hmm. actually not Mm -hmm. at all we've been doing a lot of behind the scenes work for the podcast actually (laughs) (laughs) but we have had the chance to cook some things that we really just wanted to for fun and so i thought it'd be kind of a kick to talk about what we've been making because i think you and i have been revisiting favorites from the podcast and i'm curious what you made all right, so I made the hot sugar peach cobbler. Ugh. Always delicious. So good. I know. I think I might try and make one more of those before the season's out. Good call. Uh-huh. I cooked from the Vietnamese Any Day cookbook, Kate, which oh. 
Oh, what a good idea. Yeah, I made the shaking beef, which was delicious and it was just like so good. And the banana bread cake, which I made once before, but I actually made it again, which, you know, on a weeknight, nice. I'll say like, I kind of did, I just kind of made whatever I wanted to make. And then some nights we just had sandwiches for dinner too. I just, you know, you know that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made Morbet bread from Alexander's Kitchen. That really right? one really hooked you. It did hook that me. That bread book. It did. Yeah. I loved it. And I so I made the flax seed bread. Nice. This time I made the stone fruit panzanella from mm, what's got me cooking one more time. Yeah, I kind of thought, I just want to make this one more time this season. The mm-hmm. fruit is still looking delicious. It's probably got a window that's closing. Let's just do this one more time. So I did that. And then um, we had some family friends over. And so I pulled out Zaytoun, uh, Yasmin Khan's you know cookbook. Mm-hmm about Palestinian food that we reviewed and I made the chicken shawarma. So I realized what I kind of did, Kate, was actually I cooked more from those cookbooks that we reviewed. Oh, fun. Which I think was kind of fun for me because I thought I didn't necessarily do it on purpose, but it was kind of a fun way to go deep dive a little bit more into those books because, Mm. you know, I've been buying all of them as kind of like a little memory collection uh, of our podcast so it was just a really fun opportunity to maybe cook a little bit more from those. And the other thing I will say, Kate, is that I can tell that the podcast has changed my outlook on cooking a little bit because tell I actually, more. well, because I kind of enjoyed cooking from these cookbooks, which wow. is, which is not, which is not something that would have happened a year and a half ago, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um and you know that quote I love from Gretchen Rubin, our favorite. Mm. Uh, if you can't get out of it, get into it. I think, I think I'm getting into it. it just happening. this list, Betsy. Just this list compared to where you were a year and a half ago. You oh, wouldn't have made half these things. No, like I a bitch have. twisted your arm. No, and now I, you're just like I just made that shaking beef again. It's so delicious. <laughs> right? Like, Who am I talking to? <laughs> And I will say my life is definitely enriched by this little project and it's been so nice. So I'm appreciative of that. And I just had like a moment of gratefulness as I was reflecting on these little two week break. And final note before we get to what you said, as we were going, as we were eating these, the pancakes, the Uh corn corn and bacon pancakes. Yes. We're all sitting there. And Ryan said, you know, I don't think you've asked me my opinion on the food lately. And I said, well, that's because Kate and I are taking a two-week break for the podcast. This is now – we're now getting back into the new episodes for fall. Mm-hmm. And he was like, gosh, I really I really miss giving my opinions on all this. And I was like, oh, I've created a monster. <laughs> I think you might have. Yeah. So anyways, my family is happy we're back from break too. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. So many things they're missing. Yeah. So when we were on two-week break, um, I had a few things. I had a big work – I had a not a big work trip, but I had a work trip that kind of came on the heels of another trip. And Mm -hmm. then um, after that, I've had a very busy week um, with some other work. So I was just like super busy with work. And it was nice because this break hit right as I was getting like – had a lot of other things going on. And so for me, I didn't necessarily – necessarily dig into any of the recipes like from any of the cookbooks or go back into this into you know the archives and find ones that or even like find new recipes because I was Mm -hmm. just so busy but instead what I had were these like 
few recipes that I knew were super easy and super flavorful and mm. ended up making life so much nicer on a time when I just wanted to make dinner. You know, when you come home and you're like, I can't do takeout and I just, I don't want to go out. I don't want yeah. toast. I actually want a real dinner. And so one of those nights I made the Korean beef tacos, mm, which is such just a good one. Right. And it's just like a half a pound of ground beef and you saute it up with some soy sauce, a little brown sugar, a little red chili, a little garlic. And then you put it over rice um, mm -hmm. if you're making a bowl, which is what we did. And then I had like some cabbage in the fridge and I sliced it up and made a you know, a little bit of a slaw. Mm -hmm. I just salted it. Let's be clear. I didn't actually yeah, make a slaw. Yeah. And um, then I just <laughs> quartered up some tomatoes that I had and I made this and it looked so beautiful. And James is like, oh, is this another one of your podcast recipes? I was like, yeah, but I've made this before. He's like, it's just so delicious. So it was just nice to have a nice yeah, dinner. Yeah. And that was cool. And then also um, I have squirreled away some Cuban style black beans. Oh, nice. And I mm -hmm. had those in the freezer, a big quart of them. And I thawed it out. And again, I just wanted to have dinner. Apparently, I like a burrito bowl lately. Um, it's been my thing. So made another burrito bowl, had some rice, some salsa. I think I had maybe an avocado or something mm -hmm. along with it, right? Which is super delicious. And then I drained them a little bit more and had them with some sweet potatoes for lunch. Oh, I love which that. Which is just really yeah. nice and it felt healthy sometimes when i'm traveling i'm like you know what i need a treat and like the whole traveling becomes nothing but me eating scones for breakfast and like a candy bar at night and no one needs that in their yeah. life like yeah. i need some nutrients <laughs> you know uh -huh. so it's a good like a little bit of just like reminder to eat like an adult reset and i didn't have to cook anything but it was so good so for me this break was a little bit about taking a break and in that kind of two-week period i was super busy so it was a chance for me to just like use all these little small meals that I've mm -hmm. that are super delicious, and I think like James thought we were. I was cooking new recipes. Yeah, isn't you know? that funny? That's so. That's just so great, and we talk about that too a little bit. If you have just little things up your sleeve, like mm -hmm. trying new things, uh, helps you get get more in your arsenal. Mm -hmm. For the weeks like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think both of us did that, right? You tried new things, which was these new cookbooks. So you could use them when mm -hmm. we're on break. Mm -hmm. And I tried some just like quick and easy recipes that ended up being just a lifesaver. So, you know, two weeks went by really quickly, but I'm glad we're back. Yeah. Me too. It was fun. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. We've got everything we talked about this episode, plus some other fun stuff. And if you've got some dinner ideas, send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. We read every single email and love them all dearly. You could also send us a message on Instagram or on Facebook. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating.